Hola, bienvenidos a episodio 31. Esa esposa de mouse ears. I'm garbage at this. I'm not good at this. Casado con mouse ears. Mouse ears. When I wish upon a star for that one special girl to take me on the ride to a whole new world. Under the sea of bare necessities You've got a friend of me Cause I'm fun and fancy free With you on my arm People won't know what to do Say I wanna be like you Bibbidi bobbidi boo Like Woody and Jesse And Toy Story 2 Girl I have your name written On the bottom of my shoe What up everybody This is Married with Mouse Ears And I am one of your hosts Michael Agnew I'm your other host Zara Agnew And as you can tell I do not speak Spanish I mean... You took some lessons at some point in your life. I did attempt it. I did attempt it. But we are on episode 31. It's pretty good. It is pretty good. All right. We are a married couple from Dallas, Texas, who loves podcasting and Disney and pop culture. And we don't speak Spanish very well, but we like Mexican food a whole lot. We are from Texas, though. We ate a lot of that this weekend. That was delicious. You know, tacos and whatnot. And so before we get into our topic for today. I just got to give a little fan shout out. So every single week or every single episode, um, we are doing a shout out from one of our fans, whether they talk to us on on Facebook or an Instagram comment or a DM or just seeing us in real life or texting us or emailing us, like whatever. Um, And this one actually comes from our Facebook. We only have like 50 likes on Facebook, but somehow shout out to Shelly Schooler. She found us on Facebook, means there do not know her. And she was very concerned because she recently got an Android phone and we were not on Spotify. And so she reached out to us and said, guys, why, why can't I find you on Spotify? I, I have an, an Android and I can't listen on iTunes anymore. How else can I listen? And I was like, oh, yikes. Sorry, Shelly, because Spotify costs us like a little bit more a month. And I'm like, no one's really going to listen to us on Spotify. So that just costs a little bit more money. Um, so why would I do that? And then Shelly just comes through and she needs us. She needs us on Spotify. So I recommended some other podcast apps, but we are going to take the, the plunge and spend a little bit more a month so everyone can find us on Spotify. It's worth it for you, Shelly. Shelly, we are doing it for you. So, it's all for you. So then we were going back and forth with her, and I was like, cool, let us know what you think. And then she goes, I, I, I love them all. Please do an episode of your favorite Disney music from movies or in parks or, or music that you hear that reminds you of Disney. And I was like, yo, Shelly, that's a great idea. We've been thinking about that for a while, but just because you recommended it, we are going to do it. That's awesome. I like that recommendation. So sometime this month, in the month of April, we will have a podcast episode where we rank our favorite Disney songs. It sounds like a fun episode. Zara hates ra- hates ranking things. It's too stressful, guys. It's too stressful for her, but I just love it. I don't like like being locked into like an official... Like one, two, three, like this, like this is like a definitive, like it's once it's out there, you can't change your mind. I know. And you have to decide and I don't like decisions. It's just too hard. It is very stressful. But yeah, because I, because I was looking back on some of our Instagram posts and where I posted like our top five favorite animated Disney movies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just being real. I would change those right now. Wait, what? Yeah. Like some of those would, some of those would be different. Already? Already. 
What? Just because I feel like it changes, like with with the seasons. That's interesting. Like you're, um, in, like you're in like a spring mode now. You would you would pick some springtime movies. Well, so we went to Disney World. We saw the Beauty and the Beast show. Yeah, I love 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 Beauty and the Beast. I knew every word to every song, all of the dialogue. Beauty and the Beast deserves a higher ranking on my list. Hmm. So like stuff like that. Was it not on your list? Um, it was not on my top five. Yeah, that's hard. So that was, but shout out to, um, to Shelly Schooler. But Shelly, since you were on Facebook, you don't have a cool Instagram name like pumpkins underscore and underscore stories from last week. We're just going to talk about her every episode now. Man, we, oh yeah, wait. So we do need to update that. We did a post about pumpkins and stories and we obviously on our last podcast were wondering where her name came from because, you know. It's like, what is it about? We don't know. And if you haven't listened to that episode, one, why are you listening to Trip Update Part 3 without listening to Trip Update Part 2? And Part 1. And Part 1. But number two, it was probably one of our most nonsensical, funny eight minutes of podcasting we have done. So go back and at least listen to that first eight minutes. And so she saw the post and responded to us and was very nice and was like, guys, you're so funny, but I don't, unfortunately I don't have like a crazy pop the strawberry story. Basically I just love fall and uh, it just seemed like a good name. So she, she, she did say she did like pumpkin spice lattes yeah. and just like all things fall. And Imagine so being so passionate about a season that you put it in your Instagram story title. Yeah. So I mean if, like, what if my I name like was like, yeah, it's like, Easter eggs and and books. Yeah. Or what if I was like sunshine and stories because uh, I like sunshine. Christmas trees and fables. See? So she's very, very, very passionate about those pumpkins. So you, Shelly Schooler, need a nickname. The real question is, why did she go get an Android? Why did she make the switch from Apple, what happened to her previous phone that has now caused her to be in this conundrum of being forced to use Spotify? That is a great question. What is the background behind this? Well, that is what we need to know. Looking at her background, she must not have a MacBook or an, an Apple Watch because if she had either one of those and made the switch from an iPhone to an Android, she's straight up bonkers. All right. True. I feel like she wasn't fully sold. She clearly wasn't fully all in on the Apple products. Like she yeah, was she, willing and able to make the switch. Yeah. So then she must have been one of those people that secretly knows that iPhones are not the best iPhones out there. Um, the Androids are actually better. But iPhones are. Didn't you used to have one? The first iPhone that I ever I ever got was the iPhone five. So before that, um, I did have an Android. It was the the Evo. I had like an Evo and it was not very good. Well, I thought it was good. And then I got an iPhone because I got a MacBook and it just became so much easier to use with my life. So, um, Shelly, you need a nickname. Hmm. Spotify Android. Yeah. Um, Spotify Desirer. Noncommittal Shelly. Noncommittal Shelly. That is a nickname, not necessarily a positive nickname. No, she wasn't committed to Apple. She, she was okay switching. What if she, she's like Spotify Switch Shelly? Switch up Shelly. Spotify Shelly? Spotify Shelly. Okay, I'll, well, I like that. Okay, I have to 
admit that non-committal Shelly is the funnier name, <laughs> but I don't want her to like be mad at <laughs> at us. We need Facebook friends it's because just Spotify, we, we Shelley. don't have very many. Also, if you are li- are listening to us, you should like us on Facebook. So we have more than fifty likes. I don't know how to get more likes on Facebook, but oh well. I've heard a rumor that people are like just totally deleting Facebook and just not even. Well, after that whole, like, Mark Zuckerberg Congress situation and yeah. Facebook, blah, blah, blah. People keep saying that. I think Facebook will still e- exist. I mean, how else are you going to be in huge, long threads about what your high school classmates are doing with their sure, lives? Sure, Or Where else can you do that? Or even us connecting with Shelly on Facebook. I had to, I like, we went back, like, four or five times just on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Whereas on Instagram, it's weird to go back that far. Yeah. Or or like go back that much. So like the depth of conversation happens more on on Facebook. Mm, okay. But Instagram is just more fun. It is fun. Um and obviously it's trendier. Sure. So, Spotify Shelly, shout out Shout out to you. To you for being our fan thanks of the listening. week. Thanks for listening. And thanks for 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 listening and hopefully soon you will be able to listen on Spotify. We hope so. Along with everybody else listening to this. All right. Okay, diving into this week's episode. Um, As we mentioned, this is Trip Update Part 3. Hoping to wrap up our series today. We just had so much to talk about with our most recent trip over spring break to Walt Disney World. And when we left off, we were in Animal Kingdom, and we'll be picking up right after that. Um, After the Festival of the Lion King, we went over to Pandora Avatar Land to use some Fast Passes that we had. As we mentioned earlier, the rest of my family had fast passes for flighted passes, which they were going to use. But Michael, I, and my uncle Tony had fast passes for the Navi River journey, which we had never done before. So we were excited never. to try out. Yeah. Um, the fast pass line was extremely fast. Um, we like, it was almost walk on. We did not wait very long. We didn't have to like do the huge curvy line or anything. We yeah. just, it was just basically like get on the ride. And we were surprised at how small the little boats were. Um, so that was kind of a different experience. It's basically two rows of, of three. Or, um, or if you four. have like very small children, I think you can fit like four in the back row. It's like a little bit longer, but yeah. the front row, like the three of us fit, and that was pretty much it. So it's kind of like the the row for Pirates of the Caribbean, but there were the only smaller two. Smaller row, yeah. rows, yeah. So we really enjoyed this ride. Um, it was a little shorter than I think, you know, you want a ride to be because you want more of the experience, more of the immersion. Going into this ride, I hadn't really heard anything good about it. All yeah. right. So I went in with very low expectations. People um, didn't like it because there's really no story or plot line to it. Yeah. Um, they said that all of the stuff that you see, you can just see at the nighttime version of Pandora. Um, they said that it wasn't very long. And I'm just being real. Those people are crazy because this ride is awesome. We did enjoy it. Sure. Compared to Flight of Passage, it's not that good, but it's very immersive. It is beautiful to look at. There's so much stuff happening. There are these cool screens where you see like the like the wolf monster type things flashing by. Um, Different animals. Yes. It's very, very cool. It's very cool. I, I mean, the second I got off, I definitely wanted to do it again. I yeah. was like, well, that wasn't long enough for me to look at everything, which I think is probably the point. They want you to do it again. Um, but they had the cool animatronics. Yo, that um, thing was giant, and it was wild. They had a nice song. The yeah. song kind of, like, gets in your mind, and you sing along with it. Um, 
everything, the, the light up aspect. It was just a cool ride. Yeah, so it, it was very, very cool. I understand if you don't have a fast pass, like I wouldn't wait more than an hour for, for this ride um, by any means, but I would wait a solid long time to ride it because it's new. I do love Avatar, and I understand that that goes into my bias for it. Whenever I saw Avatar in theaters, I thought it was the best movie I had ever seen. Me and my dad saw it four times in theaters. It's a lot of because times. Because it was that mind-blowing. The 3D and the CGI was so wild for that time. Um, so I do love this movie. And so the boat ride was great for me because it was like I was in that world. Yeah, I liked it too. It was good. So then after that, we did do some Pongu Pongu. We did. I don't think we talked about this last episode, but it, Pangu Pangu is the like a drink stand where you just walk up, order at the little window, and just kind of step aside to wait for your items. And they have, just have a variety of drinks, some um, alcoholic, non-alcoholic. And then they have like a few snacks, one of them being like a humongous, gigantic pretzel that we saw a lady in front of us order. And it Correct. was like so, so big. And then they also have this... Um, Pineapple cream cheese lumpia, which we actually ordered a few of those, my family. And basically, it's like a little handheld chimichanga type of thing. It's It's honestly kind of like a hot pocket. Yeah, it's like a little rolled up hot pocket thing. That has pineapple, though. Yeah, so it's like wrapped in paper at the bottom so you can hold it. And then, yeah, it's like a hot pie kind of. Um, filled with pineapple and cream cheese, as Michael has mentioned before. He doesn't like heated up pineapple, so I was surprised he tried this. Well, that was because it was just the pineapple flavor. It wasn't like pineapple on hot dogs or on pizza. True. It was just It was definitely like a dessert. goodness. Dessert. It actually tasted kind of like the pineapple cream cheese wontons at um, Yak and Yeti. Ooh, yeah. Kind of. It had that, obviously that same flavor profile. Back. Um, this, I enjoyed it. It was really good. The only issue was that the filling would sometimes like poop out of the bottom a little bit. And yeah. so you had like a lot of filling left over in you the just bottom. You put like a diaper on that. <laughs> well, it has the little paper at the bottom. So it doesn't literally like drip down your hand, yeah. but it's like all pulled at the bottom. So you kind of have to just like lick the paper when you're done yep. to get the rest of the just filling. Lick the, just lick the pineapple poop. <laughs> It was good though. I I I recommend it to try at least one time if you enjoyed those like tastes. So the other thing we got there, which was like so 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 good, probably the most delicious thing I had at a quick service it was restaurant so at Disney. Um, it was this drink called I believe it's called the Night Blossom. Oh, you're talking about the drink that was also very very good. Yeah, Sorry. The, the Night Blossom drink is like a. Frozen. This is like a slushy type of thing. Um, like it's kind of like sweet and sour, and then yeah. it has these little, um, those little boba ball thingies. It has like tapioca balls, but they're not. They're like mango filled. They're not like pudding. They're like Correct. little small. Well, yeah. So they have like liquid. You liquid. Cu- you pop them. I they're kind of fun. I am not a tapioca guy. No. I do not want to be sucking up. Like These were just chunky juice. things in yeah. my straw. Yeah. But this stuff was actually very good. Yeah, so it comes with like a little bit of a bigger straw, so you can get those little balls. Um, they, there's just like a ton of balls in there, too. So many. So many. Um, but this was delicious. Kind of, I don't know how to describe the taste, but kind of like sweet, sour, maybe like apple-y. Sure. I'm not sure. It was a very delicious drink. It was very refreshing. Yeah. Kind of reminded me of LeFou's Brew, but, yeah. but like uh-huh. it was brightly colored yeah so if you are going to animal kingdom i highly recommend that drink it was good it was really good we like blossom all shared a few of them 
and that, it was definitely a refreshing beverage. See, what I was going to talk about was we went to the Satuli Canteen. Yeah, that's next. After that, and then we, we got this bowl. Yes. And which it was sort of Chipotle bowl-like, so I mm-hmm. understand that it's not as, it's not like a Disney, it's not like a it's different not like a new exotic concept. thing. Yeah. But it was straight up for Disney, delicious. For Disney, it's different. Sure, sure. Like they don't, they don't have this like mix and match customizable thing that I anywhere else really on property so we chose to do there's different proteins there's different bases and there's different sauces we chose to share a chicken and beef bowl as our meat and then our base was a potato and sweet potato hash so kind of just like a hearty potato based hash yeah um and then for the sauce it was um kind of a creamy garlic herb sauce i believe um, I think there was some like other veggies kind of with the meat. Um, and it was just overall like filling, delicious, flavorful. It was just a really good dinner option. And, and we weren't like starving so that the bowl was actually quite big. Yeah, and it was yeah, definitely yeah. enough for both of us to share. And then we also got that <laughs> dessert, which you love. I liked it a lot. And I did not. Yeah, blueberry cheesecake. So it's just like a little circular pod thing. If blue. you are in the Disney Instagram or the, the Disney Instagram world, you've probably seen tons yeah. of pictures of it. I mean, I don't know if we posted. We probably did. We haven't yet because I've been saving it oh, for this moment. Okay, well, look forward to that, guys. But I, I really enjoy this. I love cheesecake. Um, there, there was like a lemon and a blueberry aspect to it. I really liked it. Um, I would get it again. And then we also, just to try it, got two of the... Um, cheeseburger bao bun pods. Oh, yeah. So that's you, one of the other things to get. It's also like on the kids' meal. Um, I didn't really know how big these would be, so we actually ordered two of them. We probably just could have gotten one. We just needed Michael one. Michael wasn't very hungry. But oh well. But um, they got eaten. But it's like a steamed bao bun, um, a white bun. And then on the inside, it literally does taste like a cheeseburger. Like it's cheesy, it's meaty, it kind of tastes like pickles, ketchup. It tastes Mustard. like they blended together like yeah. the ultimate McDonald's hamburger. Yeah. And they put it in this meat bun thing. I liked it. it I thought it was good. It was very wild. Like it tasted, yeah, like we had like it was just mustard different. and ketchup. Yeah. And it just tasted like a, a cheeseburger. I liked it. All in one. I it, mean, it was a good it, snack. It was very wild. I would so, get it. So then after that, we were finally able to experience Pandora at nighttime. We have waited long enough for, for it to get kind of, we were able to experience like it getting slowly dark. Yeah. And it was obviously super mind blowing. Um, yeah. It's like two different worlds at daytime. It just looks giant and massive and the mountains are, are floating and it's crazy. And then at nighttime, everything just becomes bioluminescent and it glows and from like the pavement, mm-hmm. it looks like there was a giant paint rage party. Mm-hmm. Um, and because like the cement glows, all of the plants. Oh man, it's just wild. It's just wild. Agreed. It was very cool. Michael took a lot of pictures of like. I took the so many pictures, plants. and then I had to admit that taking pictures of nighttime of of not as easy glowing stuff. Yeah, really hard to capture. So I really didn't post any, but oh well. We definitely highly recommend um, checking out both during the day and at night to get the full immersive experience. Because this is how, you know, the Imagineers spent all this time making it, you know, daytime and nighttime. So you could get the 
a different experience. Like, well, it's just really good. Well, yeah, the Imagineers definitely succeeded in making Animal Kingdom a full-day park. They because, did, with, with this land. Yeah, really just sitting there and looking at all of the different things. Like, you can spend over an hour not doing anything other than just looking at all of the scenery, which is pretty awesome. a drink at Pongu Pongu. Exactly. So then after that, we were fin- finally, finally able to witness Rivers of Light. It was a little more of a frustrating experience than I wanted it to be. We had spent so long looking at Pandora that we left a little later than I wanted to to start walking over there because, again, it's kind of on the other side of the park. Um, I thought the entrance was – I had always just, like, remembered walking by Asia, by Expedition Everest, and, like, that's where the big arena is. I'm like, okay, let's, let's walk all the way over there through Asia – not the right way to do it. Nope. So if you do not have a fast pass and you're just wanting to show up for this show, you should enter next to Dino Land. Dino Land. Dino Land is the entrance. So we had to walk all the way around the arena. Our dogs were hurting. I and was by like dogs, walking so briskly I mean because I did not want to miss it. But it ended up being totally fine. We got a great seat. We finally entered by Dino Land. It was fine. We sit down and they... It hadn't even started yet, which was great. They had this little pre-show where some of the two, like, main actors who are in Rivers of Light, like, actually come out into the crowd and, like, yeah, do a dance or something. And we were, like, right next to one of the actors, which was kind of neat. Um, but the show started. It was kind of chilly because it was at night and we were right by the water. And sometimes the water would kind of come up and spray you, you a little bit. You did get mystified. You got misted. Um, and we weren't even sitting that close. No. We were, like, halfway we up We were in not the close stands. at all. Um, but overall, uh, the show starts and, you know, the little like light blossoms come out on the water and there's like those two ships. And basically I'd say the overall message of the show is like the beautifulness of nature and of animals. And I didn't feel like it had a super straightforward or cohesive like story, like a beginning, middle and end, but it was just like a nice show to watch. So if you listen to our Disney fails episode, you would know that one of our biggest Disney fails was last spring break. Whenever we went, we missed this show because it didn't happen every single day. Right. So we, for a whole year, have been building anticipation of this show. And this time around, they were showing it every single night. Yes. I would say that this show is definitely worth seeing because it's Disney and every nighttime show is good. Yeah. But I am definitely interested in how long this show will exist. Very true. Because I think that, yeah, like, I, it is Animal Kingdom, so they have animals and, like, the floats have, have a turtle or an, or an owl. And, and the floats look cool. Mm-hmm. The projection on the water looks cool. But the ultimate story of it doesn't make me want to come back to it. Right. It's not like World of Color where you have your Disney characters that you know and love. I don't know if I've said this on one of the other two podcasts, but my hot take for this show is they need to cancel it and put Fantasmic in Animal Kingdom. Why? What do you say to that why would you move phantasmic to animal? because number Hol- one you can't because there's like fireworks stuff you can't do fireworks here no okay well Ho- hollywood studios has two nighttime spectaculars like we will talk about this soon but we saw the star wars one and phantasmic and phantasmic is great but compared to star wars it's not as good because star wars is the greatest thing my eyes have ever witnessed so if phantasmic and but then they're just not utilizing that entire stadium with the water right there 
in Hollywood Studios. What are you saying? Do you like a Star Wars themed one there too? I'm saying that there needs to be more Disney IP at the Animal Kingdom one. That there are so many Disney characters that are animals. Okay, my hot take that I didn't say last episode, but I should have said is yeah. that they need to turn Rafiki's Planet Watch into Zootopia Land. Zootopia Land? Yes. What about Wakanda? Okay, that's also a good idea, but I'm going to go with Zootopia Land first because it's more kid-friendly. Yeah. Um, and you know how in Zootopia they, like, take those little trains everywhere? You're, you're already getting oh. on a train. You just, like, redo it to yeah. make it look like Zootopia. You get to the world, and it's, like, a Zootopia city center, and you hang out with okay. police officer Judy Hopps. Yeah. And there's, like, a police center where you learn how to be, like, a police officer. If- and then... If Disney will make a sequel to Zootopia, then I fully buy into it. Yes. If Zootopia is a one movie type of film, then no. you can they can't still do it. have a petting zoo area. There's like gonna be like a whole playground where you're like animal sized and you're like a tiny animal and it's like the little rat area. And then there's like a little popsicle stand too where you get those little popsicles. Oh. And you meet and greet all the Zootopia characters, which they haven't done that in the parks that I know of yet. Okay, well, I am very strongly on the boat that they need to put Wakanda in Animal Kingdom. True. Um, but that goes with Africa. There has to be some, well, that's kind of where Rafiki's Planet yeah, watches. Yeah, it, yeah. So I was all about that. I haven't heard your Zootopia take. That's actually not a bad idea. Um, either one of those I am okay with. It's just, like, too boring. But, but please do not put Wakanda in Epcot. I'm just, please don't do it. Black Panther needs to be in the parks, though. yeah. Then there's not really any Marvel thing at Animal Kingdom because there hasn't been, like, obviously a good tie-in. But I think with, yeah. like, the Africa theme, that could be a good tie-in. I think the only oh, – okay. I My ultimate goal is that Disney makes a new park one day, which I we will do in, in, an episode about this, like, one day. But the lines are so massive that Disney needs to make another park to make this more fun. And I think that a Marvel park would be awesome. But if they're, they're not going to do that, then I think Marvel needs to be in every park hmm. so that there is a draw to go to every park for certain people. Hmm. So if Wakanda is in Animal Kingdom, if Guardians is in Epcot, if Hollywood Studios has Iron Man, Magic Kingdom maybe doesn't need – or no, Magic Kingdom, yeah, maybe they don't need it. I don't know because it's already magical. Um, but there's that. I don't know. I just so, like my Zootopia so idea. So Rivers of Light is solid seeing it once. I'm not sure I will be going back to see it again. No, but I'm glad we did it. But yeah, very glad that we did it. Then after that, um, I had a friend that was in the area. So I went up to Disney Springs while Zara and her family did Magic Kingdom. I went to the Edison and I went to Enzo's Hideaway to just hang out with him and check out both of those places. Um... Just really brief. The Edison, way fancier than I thought it was going to. They actually have a dress code. And me and my friend Byron were wearing hats and T-shirts. And we walked in and they were like, all right, yeah, sure, we'll uh, let, let you in. But there should be a dress code. There, there was like a 1930s band playing. So that was pretty dope. Um, and she was just singing. And yeah, so that was a cool place. And then Enzo's. Maria Enzo's. Maria and Enzo's, yeah. Sure. Um, very, very, very different. That was like a fancier, richer type of place. Um, it was good. Theming wasn't nearly as extensive as the Edison, but it was pretty chill. So then at like 1230, 
I wanted to go meet up with Zara's family who had been at at Magic Kingdom late at night. So so you can update what happened at Magic Kingdom. Yeah, so Magic Kingdom was open till one. So we were trying to get in some things. Uh, the lines were actually still pretty long. Like I guess everyone who was there still they they were had started scanning people's magic bands to see to check that they like were staying at a hotel. We did Haunted Mansion. That line was kind of long, but it was fun, obviously. And then me and my cousin decided we wanted to go do Big Thunder Mountain, even though it was pretty chilly outside. The rest of my family didn't. So we just broke off, went and did that real quick. And then we were walking back over. We had to go near Tomorrowland to get to Space Mountain. But on the way, we did The Little Mermaid, which literally nobody was there. No line. We walked in, and I think the cast members were excited to just see somebody because they're like, oh, great. Somebody's riding our ride. Yeah. We haven't seen anybody for 10 minutes. Like, Jeez. no walk, straight walk on. We didn't see a single soul getting on or getting off. It was crazy. Um, and then we did, we were like, hey, we're over here. Let's do the Barnstormer real quick. So we did that actually two times. The Barnstormer's great. It's fun. It was cold, but it was fun. And cast members rode with us both, both times. What in the because world? Because it was getting close to the park closing. And they're like, what the heck? Let's do it. So we were like cheering and yelling with them so when we did So did it. they make you get off of, of the ride? Or like, could you just be, or I could you, did you just we get to ride it? Back to back. No, we did get off because okay. we weren't sure. We we're like, oh, okay, let's do it again. Yeah. So we like ran around and and obviously there was no weight at all, zero weight. So we did that. It was super fun. And then we made it all the way around to Space Mountain, met up with the rest of my family, and we got in line to do the rest of my family minus my mom because she was on Main Street and wanted to get some coffee or something. Yeah. So we get in line for Space Mountain, and unfortunately there was a pretty long wait for that. So we were there past. 1 a.m. Oh, y'all, we're definitely there past 1, 1 a.m. Yeah, so we were in line for Space Mountain. We did that, and then when we got off, we finally heard the saga of Michael. All right, so I was hanging out with my friend Byron. I knew that Zara's family was at Magic Kingdom, so around, I don't know, 1220, 1230. I'm like, cool, Magic Kingdom is open until 1. I'm going to go to Magic Kingdom. So I had to wait for a bus for a super long time, then get on to, to the monorail, um, it was just me and this one dude. It was really funny because he didn't want to sit in my car with me. So he sat all by himself. Whatever, bro. Then the monorail just stops. Like, we're going. We're like 200 yards from, from Magic Kingdom, and it stops. So I thought I was going to die before getting he, like, to Magic Kingdom. sends us some messages and, like, little Snapchats so or whatever. then the monorail starts, and, and, and it's like in your car whenever you have a flat tire, and it's just, like, jostling back and forth, and it just does not feel safe. That was my monorail experience. So I get to Magic Kingdom, and it's literally 12.55. And, and I'm like, holy crap, I have to run from this monorail to the entrance of the park. So I go in, I go, like, there's no one there at this entrance, so I just, like, walk through the entrance, and then someone on a scooter starts yelling at me because I didn't go through the proper entrance. So then I had to go through, scan my magic band at 12.59. Well, did I, you, ask the, you ask the lady, you're like, are you still going to let me in? Yeah. So like, yeah. Yeah. So no lie. At 12.59, I go up to this turnstile that has the magic band. And I'm like, ma'am, there is, is one minute left. Can I still get in, please? And she said, yes, sure. So I scanned <laughs> it and I took a picture at 12.59. 12.59. You were in the park. And so I just thought, oh, hey, I can just hang out in some shops. Like Zara's mom was there. But no, all of the shops closed. At 1 a.m. So meanwhile, Zara and the rest of her family Waiting for Space is Mountain. at Space Mountain 
and me and Zara's mom had to just like run to all of the different shops and like and like escape Disney security so we could stay in the parks for as long as possible. It was very funny. We felt like Disney rebels. Um, it was great. People were getting mad, but whatever. I had to soak up as, as much Disney as I could. So yes, if you are ever curious, what is the latest Disney will let you into the park? Your boy got in at 12.59 a.m. with one minute to spare, and That's they let me two in. two nights in a row of you running to make something with literally one minute to spare. That's really, really funny. You're living on the edge. That is very true. All right, we did that. We left Magic Kingdom super late. Crazy, but it was all worth it. Super fun. So the next day, Thursday... Um, we finally go to Hollywood Studios. True. We didn't get there super early, but that seems like it wasn't really necessary. No, so not it was necessary. fine. Um, we get there. Was Hunter there when we got there? No. No, he wasn't. He we wasn't. actually got there first. So, yeah. So we did the Frozen sing-along. Oh, that was so fun. Which was great. I, I have some really funny, creepy videos of, oh, so Z- creepy. of Zara singing. They had moved locations of this, too, since last time we did it. Last time, I feel like it was kind of near the back of the park, near Muppets. And yeah. this time, it was right up near the front of the lake, near that, like, dinosaur It's ice at cream the Hyperion stand. Theater. Yeah, so it was closer. I don't know why they made that move, if it was, like, a smaller theater than before, but... They did. It was fine. It was good. Well, no, yeah, th- yeah. This is this is their main theater. Oh, the okay. yeah, the Hyperion Theater. Okay. So, well, it was just like I remembered it. The like people who host it are very funny with all their jokes, and you just watch clips and you and sing Zara along. Zara loves singing more than anyone I have I ever met. So to give her the excuse to be able to sing in a crowded theater with other people. Because oh, usually man. Michael is trying to tell me, like, not to sing. He's it like, is her paradise. Please I'm stop. like, oh, please, please, please stop. But please this stop. was completely allowed, actually encouraged that you sing along. Yeah. And it was, it's very fun. Yeah, Zara is that person, and the rest of her family, too, that will go to, like, the Tiki Bird show. Oh, yeah. And she's literally singing every single word. I'm not supposed and to. And sometimes it can be a distraction for other people who have never seen the show before. Too bad. But for the Frozen one, it was totally fine. So we did that. Um, we saw the Wrinkle in Time pre-show. Yeah. Which, so this is located in um, One Man's Dream, which is like... One Man's Dream. Yes. The beginning of it is a like little museum about Walt and his life and like how you know how he got to where he is today. It has it's very good. We've looked at it multiple times, multiple times. But if you've never done it, I definitely recommend it. Um, if you like museums, there's like a ton of stuff to read and like little artifacts. And which Zara is that person. We, yeah, we will go to the to the Dallas Science Museum. Spend six hours there because she's literally reading every single plaque. Yep. I like it. It's it's a great little history museum of Disney history and stuff. And then they always have um, like a movie preview there, usually for like, you know, since we're there at spring break, it's whatever's coming out in the spring. So we saw the Wrinkle in Time preview. It was really good. Made us excited to see the movie. Yep. We liked it. And then we went back through, and it, also in the back, you can meet usually a character. Last year it was Moana, and this year it was Gr- Baby Groot and Star-Lord. Yo, Groot, baby Groot was the coolest thing. I agree. So it's super cool. Yeah, so he is like this small animatronic. He he's moves. like on a pedestal thing. Yeah. Like with, uh, he's tinkering with um, like the, a tape player and some little, you know, electronics on the table. And so then you have Star-Lord who does not look like Chris Pratt, but, you know, he just looks like a normal dude in an outfit. They need to just go full... Face mask. Star-Lord and just put the dumb face mask on. 
He was okay. Because he wasn't the different very... Star Lords obviously look very different, and it's hard to look as sexy as or Chris like Pratt. Or, like, be as funny, too. Yeah, exactly. Like, we just kind of talked to Baby Groot, and then, There's like... There's a reason that... No one else is really like Chris Pratt. Yeah. So now we have all of these want wannabe Chris Pratts. We took pictures though. No, our was dude fun. was solid. He was fine, but yeah. it just wasn't the Chris full Pratt. experience. We didn't have to wait super long. I felt like I felt like it was like twenty, twenty five minutes maybe. Yeah. Um, we did that whole experience, and then my cousin got there. We hung out with him. We got some ice cream. We finally had like a Mickey ear bar. Um, little little brunch appetizer. It was delicious as usual. And then we took a little picture in front of, like, where it says Hollywood Studios. Um, so we got to do that. And then we finally got to do Toy Story Mania. We did. My family was running late, as usual, but we all made it. We got on the ride. Um, and the Fast Fast line was, like, strangely pretty long, um, yeah. which was weird. But we got to ride uh, Toy Story Midway, Midway Mania as fun as always. This is in my top three of Disney World rides. So, Michael, who did better on this ride? Okay. Yet again, for like the third consecutive time, Zara beat me on this ride. I don't know what it is, but I am weirdly slightly good at this I, ride. I don't understand I mean, it. I'm not like the crazy high score person, but just the fact that I do better than Michael makes me happy. Yeah, so going into it, there's like four rounds. Going into the third round, I'm up on Zara by like 5,000 points. Then in two rounds, she, she somehow goes up 20,000 points on me. I have no idea. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, so this ride, I love it. The fact that my wife always beats me and I'm somewhat competitive, um, does drive me a little bit crazy, but I did beat her in Buzz Lightyear Astro oh, yeah. Orbiter. I'm trash at that one. So it we all each have our own Toy Story ride that we're good at. A little bit, at least. We did that. Then we had to book it all the way across to the other side of the park to eat at Mama Melrose, which yeah. is back by, um, the Muppets. And it was your first time. My very first time eating here. Usually we eat um, at either Sci-Fi or 50s Primetime Diner, which, which are both, both are delicious. Old, old, ultimate yes. classics. The theming for it is so, so great. But this one, um, I would want to eat out again probably next year. But it was so good. the food at Mama Melrose's is by far better oh than my God, the other so two good. Places. So number one, they give you these delicious little bread pockets that you dip in like olive oil with like seasoning on it. So good. So good. And then I had heard through the Disney Food blog that this like charred strip steak with macaroni was like the thing to get. The thing to order. So I did that, and like three other people in my family got it. It was so freaking good. I ate every bite of it. The most delicious steak. The, the macaroni and cheese has like a four cheese. It was highly, highly recommended. It was highly delicious. Like, so I cannot tell you. The steak is massive. How much? It is like, you know. It was expensive. It is expensive because it is a steak. But, but it was so I'm good. just being real. It is delicious and it is worth it. I let Michael if, taste it. I was nice enough. She let me taste it. Thank you, Sarah. You're welcome. Um, well, yeah, like four other people in your family also got it. Yeah. E everyone loved it. I got this pork tenderloin stuff. It was also delicious. I love pork stuff. Have like vegetables, mashed potatoes. Yeah, go ahead. so good. Yeah, so that was good. The rest of my family, somebody got like a flatbread. Um, two people, I think, got flatbreads. My, my grandma got some Mimo soup. Me just got soup. Um, and then we did some desserts. My mom ordered this like cherry chocolate um, thing that looked really good. And then Michael and I got like a little sampler platter that had three desserts in it, which was good. But each one was just like a little well, mouthful. Yeah, they were it tiny, wasn't like but it was. I feel like for the price, it was just like such a small amount. But I wanted to. But like, we had eaten so much food yeah, that I didn't so even it was care. Okay. Overall, the theming is very fun here. You just feel like you're in like somebody's Italian kitchen. Yeah. 
I enjoyed it. Like I said, again, the food was delicious. I would eat here again. It was very good. So good. So then me and you had a fast pass to Little Mermaid. We did. Um, the rest of your family didn't. I hadn't done this show, I don't think, in like a while. And it was good. Um, there were some college, high school rowdy people in the back. And they made it their mission to, to cheer for every thing that happened yeah which made the show honestly 10 times more enjoyable because like the lasers would come with the water f- people yeah i guess well, people yeah. like hadn't done this before so, or they were just really surprised so at everything that was were happening clapping and it caught us off guard and then i think it was just college people or like, high school people trying to just be funny i thought it was like little kids but they it were excited worked because everyone it, got excited it, yeah everyone got super pumped i don't think you necessarily need a fast pass for this ride like if you get there kind of early like, getting a fast pass doesn't guarantee you better seating. You're all still no. kind of lumped in with everybody else. It just like, guarantees that you won't have to wait for for the yes. next show. And since the shows can be 20 minutes long, they are. you can wait in so line this for is a, show, a while. It is a stage show, and it combines live actors with, like, puppets. Um, so you do have... With lasers. And lasers, too, sure. So you do have, like, a real live Little Mermaid, a real live Prince Eric. Um, the rest, like, Ursula or, like, Flounder and Sebastian and stuff are, like, puppets. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you have young kids, this is a very fun show. Um, it's been there for, like, years and years and years. Uh, Too honestly, long. It could be updated and or changed to something different. Yeah. Michael said something like, and I was saying like Hercules or something. You're like, no, no, no. It needs to be something newer. I said a Moana because it involves okay. water still. They, yeah, that's and true. And it has lots of songs that everybody loves. That could be cool. I feel like every five years they should be changing this out. Yes, but exactly. That's you not going to happen. love Hercules. I do. And I think that Hercules had, had its moment and I don't I know. know how they bring it back. That's very upsetting. Yeah, I know. Um, but you keep going trying to make it a thing. I will make it happen. But it was, you know, it, it's Little Mermaid. We've done it a lot of times. But so it, it's then fun. we saw another show, which was the Beauty and the Beast show. Yeah, we read up, We met up with the rest of my family. And, this and is thankfully, when, because your grandma is yes. in a wheelchair, we get like wheelchair access and we're because on the we second did, row. We did not get here early. We got here like 10 minutes before this thing yeah. started. And it was, the, the stadium was completely packed because this was the last showing of the day. And, yes, we ended up being on, like, the second row. It was great. Um, This show is very good. All live actors, like a mini Broadway musical. All the songs, costumes, singing, dancing, the whole thing. Kids love this. You know, you have all your characters there for you to see. And it's just a fun show to sit back and enjoy. It's not air-conditioned, so if you are there during a hot time, it wasn't too hot for us since it was in the spring, but just be aware of that. Um, and again, you probably will have to get there early to get the seat that you want to get for this, but it's a very great show. Yeah. So if, uh, you know someone with a wheelchair, invite them to the park that day. <laughs> Cause it just made the whole experience so much better sitting so close mm-hmm. to the show. It is like a Broadway performance. Like yeah. it's really, really, really good. Again, this has been there for like a bajillion years. Um, so, you know, not a lot of it has been updated or changed, but it's still a great show. Yeah. And then we went over to Star Tours. My grandma had a fast pass that she got through for like, from like being in a wheelchair. You get this like fast pass to come back. So we got to do it once with my whole family, which was very fun. And then once again by ourselves, we had a separate fast pass for it. And so we were hoping that there would be some sort of update from the movie that came back out in December. Yeah. And there actually was, which is very, very cool. Um, it's you got to go to the island. No. First, you went to the 
place where Ray grew up. Yeah. Like, I don't remember what it's called. Oh, it's like Japtu or something. Jaku. It's Jaku. And there's like little scrapper people like getting, they're trying to get parts from our plane because we kind of like crashed or whatever. And then you see some characters from the new, from the film, like the actual actors, which was very yeah, from interesting. The Last Jedi. Um, very awesome. And then you end up on Crate, and there's this whole scene. And like there is like the Poe Dameron, um, like you're trying to suicide help. Yes. thing, but 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 then his girl saves him, and yeah, all of that stuff. It was very good. So I think at this point, because uh, we did it twice, and we got the same scenes both times. So I think they're doing like these. Well, scenes. yeah. Well, they actually. Well, yeah. So the thing about Star Tours that that makes it great was every single time that you go, you it get a different, different scene. Uh-huh. But since there are so many new movies, it gets confusing with like the new ones and like the prequels, and then. Like the last hope with like with like Han Solo the the original stuff, so there was a season that we just that we that we we just went through where they just did the new stuff. But I heard that either right now or very soon in the future there will be two different types where you can choose what you want to see. Do you want to see scenes from the new ones or uh, do you want to see scenes from the old ones? That's interesting. So it makes it a, a more like continuous feel. Or like a more customizable experience. Yeah. So instead of picking from like 12 movies, now you get two shows where you pick from six movies or something uh, like that. That's interesting. Overall, great. Um, we, we always really enjoy Star Love Wars. It. Love it. It's just a fun experience. Um, so that was great. What was next? So then we wanted to go see Fantasmic and the Star Wars Nighttime Spectacular. So we didn't know if, if we could see both, but we were just going to do it. We hadn't seen Fantasmic in years, and so I really did want to see it. So We, we grabbed some food at a food stall, just some like Mexican food, like tacos and empanadas. That was good. We grabbed a huge carrot cake cookie at oh, Sweet Spells. Yes. This, highly, this, highly, this highly recommend that. Um, go to Sweet Spells, get the carrot cake. It's like two huge carrot cake cookies and they're like really soft sandwiched in between all this cream cheese icing which is delicious it tastes like dunkaroos yeah giant dunkaroos it's so, just sweet so if and frosty you know what the dunkaroo snacks are if you are a child of the 90s you will know and they were my favorite snack growing up and this cookie tasted just like it it was so good it was heavenly it is massive yeah so, so you we need ate like, like a partner yeah to eat it you eat half then you save the other half for later yeah it's great so we didn't get, again, didn't get, did we get to Fantastic pretty early? Maybe like 30 minutes early. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, we actually did. And so even even getting there 30 minutes early, the stadium was completely It filled. was still packed. Like we were on like people, the very top row. Or people like have like to. fast passes and stuff for this too, yeah. or maybe like a dining package or something. But uh, like you're just cutting into so much park time or like eating time or something if you have to get there that early. But honestly, like, yeah, we were in the very last section of Fantasmic that you could be in. Like, again, like, on the top row, which was fine. We could see great on the top row. Um, but this is a good show. Yeah, we hadn't the seen show it in years. The show is great. It is a show that, unlike Rivers of Light, I would come back and see multiple times. It just celebrates, times. like, all the IPs. You have princesses. You have Mickey. You have a dragon. You have a snake. You have... You know, a good storyline where you Mickey's trying to save the day. You have giant water splashing. You have some fireworks. Splashing. You have, oh, a whole 
scene from Pocahontas, which is a highly underrated Disney movie that needs more exposure. (laughs) So this is a good show that has some of those more random characters and random things that you don't see in a lot of other places. So I'm glad they haven't changed it. And they have um, like water sequences as well to where like they do kind of like the water sprayer and you have like a reflection of scenes. And I think if you do sit like on some of the front rows, you get wet a little bit. You do. So I'm glad we were not It's there. like Shamu in the Sea World. So glad we Except did not get wet. you don't have captive, beautiful orca killer whales. Hmm. Thank God. Black whale. So then after Fantasmic, Blackfish. Blackfish. If you haven't seen the Blackfish documentary... Be prepared to cry. Be prepared to cry and then never go to SeaWorld again afterwards. Ever. Um, so, yeah. So, we saw Fantasmic. It was great. We then went to go see Star Wars Galactic Knights. So, they Fireworks funnel spectacular. you out this certain way. And I thought we were going to be, like, at the front of the park. But we ended up not. We are kind of actually near where we needed to be. You kind of exit kind of where you enter. It was weird. I don't know. Anyway... It le- definitely left us enough time to go up and see um, the Star Wars fireworks. So we just kind of and mosey unlike on up. There's lots, yeah, of, lots room of room to stand. We moseyed on up. Yeah, it's just standing room only. There's no seats or anything because it's in the middle of the park, like projected onto the Chinese Cedar. And yeah, like any spot in that middle area, you're going to get a good view. Like you, you don't have to worry about that, which is great. So we just walked up. The show started within like five ten minutes um and michael loves this show i i love it it is my favorite nighttime show that disney world has i posted a video montage of our perspective of it on our instagram and on facebook so you can go back i don't know probably like 10 12 posts and you can see it um it's awesome they basically project scenes of the movies onto the chinese theater and it's from all movies i mean like the, like it's not in sequential like it's just like the best Star Wars hits or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And But they use lasers and uh-huh. sound and, and fire, fire in yeah. such a way that I've never seen. So there will be on the Chinese theater projections of TIE fighters coming and shooting lasers. Mm-hmm. And, and then they will have lasers coming out of the Chinese theater that look like real laser blasters are coming out That's towards cool. you. Or there is like Darth Sidious, who is the old pale guy who shoots out lightning from his hand. So he mm. will shoot out lightning. Yeah. And then throughout the trees, It'll blue flicker. LED yeah. lights will go all over the trees as if the lightning is coming out from the theater into the trees. It's mind-blowing. That's very cool. Absolutely mind-blowing. has some, like, firework elements to it as well. And overall, like, I'm not even that much of a Star Wars fan, and it's just enjoyable to watch, yeah. like, a good and show. And if you are a Star Wars fan, it, it'll move you to tears. It, oh, gosh. It is great. It is beautiful. It is just beautiful. I mean, it has, like, the new characters in it as well. It has everybody. It's just a really good. I highly, highly, highly yeah. recommend it. You'll be impressed. So it's, then it's after that, ins- instead of doing a third consecutive late night, um, well, we did have a late night. The rest night. of my family decided they they had gone to, I think, Epcot for a little bit, and they decided they weren't going to the Magic Kingdom. They so that out. So that kind of, like, seemed into They were like, okay, if they're not going, we'll just do something different. Um, we were worried about not having uh, enough time the next day to look at Disney Springs because Disney Springs is, like, amazing and there's so much to see. So we went over there um, 
it took a long time to get a bus because obviously mass exodus from Hollywood Studios. Everything's going to be like packed and busy. Truth. That kind of sucked. But we made it over there to Disney Springs. Um, they were open, I think, until 11, which we were glad about. So we had about an hour to look at some different things. And there's number one thing that she wanted to look at was anthropology because she works there. And she just needs to go to every anthropology of any city that we are visiting. It's just very fun. And, and it cracks me what up. other stores look like. You get, you're basically like checking out the competition and seeing what it was. So I had fun looking around there. Michael looked in like the Stance Sock Store, walked over to um, which World the, of Disney. Which the Stance Sock Store is awesome. It's like the brand of the NBA. There's only like five cool. or six stores in the whole country. We love looking at it. Or maybe in the whole world. Like I'm not sure. And one of them happens to be in Disney Springs. They are expensive socks, but the socks are pretty dope. We it, didn't end up getting any of this trip because we got other year, stuff. We did buy a lot yeah. of other stuff. So we also wanted to look at the toy store because we had heard about the Sooms there. Uh, yeah, the but toy man, store, not worth it. Not just worth it. it. Not no, not even worth it. Then we looked in World of Disney just like a tiny bit, and then it was pretty much time to leave. But my favorite thing at Disney Springs though is that um, consignment store. Like, what's it called? What the co-op. Co-op, not the what? What, what even is consign? Uh, whatever the the co-op has a lot of small individual shops mm-hmm. um, that are all like. There's like a home decor one. There is an art print one. There is a travel one, a men's fashion one, and a women's fashion one. And did you say like like a kitchen one? Yeah, yeah. sure. So those are very, very cool. I love looking in those. Um, two years ago, we got some different art prints. We didn't get one this year, but I definitely wanted some. It's just, yeah. So that's cool. They like have some very stores. cool, like, apparel and a different stuff like that. And just the home decor, like, plates or just random stuff. That's my favorite thing there. Yeah. So we briefly, we had, you know, had an hour at Disney Springs. We were glad we got to kind of check some stuff out because we knew we were going back there the next day. But we didn't think we'd be able to fit in everything we wanted to do. So then on Friday, this is our last day. It's last only, day. It's only, a, it's only a half day. And there were some big things that we wanted to do. Um, that were not necessarily park-related. And so one of those things mm-hmm. was Zara wanted to get breakfast at the Kona Cafe. Which is located at the Polynesian Resort. So we had our car, so we actually drove our car over there and parked at the resort because we were having breakfast there. We met up with Michael's friend, Kelsey, who actually works at Disney in the Disney College program. She is a cast member for the Jungle Cruise Riverboat. Which she, is cool. She is a skipper. Um, she grew up in, in Paraland. I've, I've like known her for forever. Um, so yeah, so yeah, so I basically just was texting her just to like chat and see what it was like working at Disney. We will probably have her on a podcast sometime. So like she can talk about, um, all of her Yeah, so we invited her to breakfast and she had actually never been to eat there yet. So it was good that she like got to experience it and we did as well. Uh, This was our first time eating at Kona Cafe. We had eaten at Ohana many times. Um, like the sit-down family style restaurant, but Ohana is like a smaller, um, like open-air dining located on the same level as Ohana, but um, also like island Polynesian themed. And I had heard um, of this, they have, you know, they do like, I think they do breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but I had heard that for breakfast through the Disney food blog, they have this delicious stuffed French toast. Tonga toast. Tonga toast. So we didn't really know what to expect, but when it came, it was like a huge Loaf of bread. Oh my god! It, it was, was like so, a cube, so large, a it, cube as big as your head, pretty yeah. much. And it was like all sugary, rolled up in sugar French toast, and you cut into it, and there is it's stuffed with like bananas, 
and it's delicious, and it comes with, like, so, a sauce. So, so, so good. You can either put, like, maple syrup on it, or it, they had this, like, delicious strawberry sauce, which was so good. And you can get, like, bacon or sausage to go with it. Um, highly recommend getting it at least one time. We loved it. I would want to go back to try some of the other things on their menu. It was great. Yeah, so that was great. Yeah, I've second everything. It was the best breakfast item that I have ever had at Disney World. It is delicious. Please go there if you have time for it. But the big thing that I wanted to do going into uh, this trip was this Star Wars VR thing that is at this place called The Void um, at Disney Springs. Basically, I have talked about this before, but you put on a full headset with this chest piece. um, Vest thing. Yeah, like with this vest. And you basically, it is a full virtual reality experience where you are in this empty warehouse. But whenever you put on this headset, it is like you are a Star Wars stormtrooper and you walk through different rooms and you get to have a blaster and you can shoot stormtroopers. And with the vest, if they shoot you, your vest vibrates and it feels like you got shot. It is the craziest thing ever just from this video. So I really wanted to do it. They have it at uh, Disney Springs. So me and Zara, her, her cousin Hunter and her uncle Tony all went to go do this. And I'm honestly going to spend a couple minutes talking about this because in all honesty, it was the greatest thing I did at Disney World. If this uh, if this experience existed at Disney World, it would be my favorite ride better than Flight of Passage. It was the craziest, most mind blowing, immersive thing ever. So I know that we are have been going for a while, but this is worth it. If you are going to Disney World, I highly recommend it. I even liked it, too. Zara even liked it. So basically, um, it does cost $30. So I know that that can be expensive, especially whenever you spend so much money already going to to Disney World. Um, It is at the Void. The Void is next to the World of Disney, next to the Disney Toy Store. You basically go in and you order your tickets on these iPads online, and then you print them off. And so the whole— They give you a wristband. Yeah, so the whole idea is that you are in this team of up to four people, and you are four stormtroopers going together, and you are trying to um, retrieve get this piece, piece yeah, um, that of, you need basically. Yeah, basically, for the resistance. So, yeah, basically some like documents from the resistance from Rogue One. So it's set in like the Rogue One timeline. Um, so yeah, so is it Cassian? Is that who you see at the beginning? Yes, correct, correct, correct. So there's like a little pre-show video that you watch setting up the whole scene and you know telling your mission and you get to pick your color of your stormtrooper and everything. So you do all that pre-show stuff and then you go into the next room and wait um, for where you know you put on all your gear. Yeah, and so it's very much like laser tag, except for you have a whole body pack. So um, yeah, so you go in, they strap on. Um, this body pack, they put on this headgear and it's like, you have like Bose ultra headphones hooked into this. You then pull down your visor and wherever you look, it's like your whole world just transforms into the star Wars area. So you get into this loading dock area Mm -hmm. and it's the four of you. And all of a sudden they turn on the VR and you are looking at the three other, other people with you and they have transformed into stormtroopers. Michael said, I looked really short. It was funny. And so Zara, who is five, five, three. Yeah. Um, so Zara is five, three, her cousin Hunter and her uncle Tony are probably like six foot ish. Yeah. And so it's like these two giant stormtroopers and then tiny Zara. 
Sarah. And it was hysterical <laughs> and adorable, and it was great. And I'm sure that I also looked small. I think you looked normal size. I don't know. You didn't look small to me. So then you are in this little loading area, and then you walk into this room, and all of a sudden there is the droid. I forgot what K2. his name is. Huh? K2. K2. Sure. Great job. Um, so K2 from Rogue One is there and you, and it immediately becomes real because you, yeah. be, because you get on this you ship. You immediately start the story. He's like, hurry, get on this ship. So you like step on and it like, it feels like you're stepping on so you step onto like the, a ledge or something. Yes. It's weird. And he says, take a seat. So all of a sudden you see this bench right next to and you, you sit down and you're like, wait, and do, it's like do I really seat. sit down? Yeah. So you put your hand out. Oh, by the way, whenever you stretch out your hands in front of your face, uh, yeah. it looks like stormtrooper hands. Yeah, it's, weird. it's wild. So then you sit down on this bench and the bench is there. It's wild. And then it feels like, like, like how, um, kind of like you would feel like an elevator or an escalator like the ship takes off and it feels like you're moving like I don't know how yeah. they do this if like you're literally in like a little moving platform I don't know how they do it but it feels like you're moving it is insane so yeah so so then you have to like leave and you walk out and like you walk out on this tiny bridge and you get all kind of freaked out because there's lava uh-huh. all around and you and it feels hot and it smells like lava it is insane and so I didn't, yeah, so, like, so like I even, like, moved my foot just a little bit to see if the bridge w- was, like, like expanded past what I saw. And no, there was no bridge there. I'm sure that there was, like, a tiny drop, but. Yeah, but there's no way you could, just like, so like, get hurt, I don't think. But, but literally, where the lava is, there is no ground there. I'm sure yeah. it was just a little bit, so that was wild. So, so then you walk across this bridge. Eventually, you get some blasters. Eventually. And you can start shooting stormtroopers that come, and the stormtroopers, literally, if you get shot, like, if you are not ducking and taking cover, and you get shot, it's like your arm, like, vibrates, or your torso vibrates. I tried not to get shot, because I was a little nervous about what that would feel like. I think I did, like, one time. Oh, I, I got shot, like, 20 times. I think like, I was, was like, hiding behind you. I was oh. like, uh... <laughs> So it was awesome. I love playing video games. It it, it was very lifelike. Um, yeah. So then that happens, and and eventually, I'm yeah. yeah eventually, we spoil all of it. Yes, but yeah. So like, you have to like do like some different clues and different puzzles. The end is awesome. I'm not going to say what happens at the end, but it it's awesome. Um, so right now there is only that one chapter story. Mm-hmm. So if we were to go a second time, we would do the same thing. There is no like if you go to laser tag at main event or pin stack or whatever there's like this point total about who was the best person who got the most kills yada 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 that isn't a thing it's really for the experience the competition isn't a thing zara's zara's uncle kept trying to like give us like strategy to like do different things which is good for me like just like a strategy type of way but it wouldn't matter like we could get shot a thousand times and eventually we could shoot the stormtroopers nobody would actually die um but it was wild. It probably was about a 10, 12, 15 minute experience total. So yes, you do spend $30 for something that takes less than 30 minutes. Um, but just for the experience, it, it is awesome and it is great. Yeah. And at the end, they have you like take a picture all together. And of course, you can purchase a picture for, for like $10 money, or $12. Which Tony did. Thankfully, I, Tony did. Yeah. So that was good. And it was very cool. Yeah. And then they, they like take off the pack. 
It was so heavy, like 30 pounds. Yeah. You you did, basically did your weight training for and, that day. Well, yeah. So, yeah. So, like, at laser tag, you, like, I run around. They, like, tell you not to, but I'm competitive and, and yeah. I like shooting people. This one you can't run. But one you don't really run. I, I did shuffle jog a little bit. You just walk. Um, but because the pack is so heavy, you aren't really sprinting. And the rooms are pretty small, so you mm-hmm. don't really have enough room to run around a whole lot. Yeah. Um. So I have obviously since doing this done a lot of research on it because I because I love it. Um, this is the third installment or like the third story. Um, there is a Ghostbuster story, and then there is another story um, that's not very good. Um, I don't even know what it I is. I don't know what it is. I don't even I've just think, heard of Ghostbusters and Star Wars. I, I don't think that they really. Okay, maybe there was just two, but I swear that that there was three. Um, but it was like the the first gen, not very good. So it's located in some super random places. Like we said, New York, like Utah is like a main one. There are one. two in California. There are two in London. There's one in Ontario. And then one in Dubai. Yes, right? because Dubai and has everything. And then Florida. So we were excited to do it in Florida because none of the other ones are obviously close to where we live in Texas at all. But what you found out is that Disney bought part of this company, right? Well, yeah. So Disney has purchased a a sec a portion of the void and so they own some ownership yeah and so they have some some ownership and from what i have heard this is going to be disney's mo going forward that there is a new person in charge of entertainment at disney and what this person's dream is is to have like a hundred different void locations with different stories some disney some not um, so that in in all of these major cities, so that you can have a small Disney experience where you live, I think that would be, and great. that will make you want to go to Disney World to get the full. Disney I mean, obviously, experience. I already want to always go to Disney World, but all the time I'm like, they need a park in the middle in Texas. This would be perfect because yeah. all the Texas people all go to Disney World. Um, so if they had a void experience here, I mean, for sure we would do it. I mean, I don't know how many times we would do it, but we yeah. would at least oh, do it one oh, time. I would do a youth group thing like once you a year. You would do a youth group thing once a year. For, yeah, for sure. So, so we were talking about how Avatar would be amazing. See, this is this where. This would be perfect this is for one, Avatar. This is one of my things where I think that they should have implemented this into the actual park. Yeah. Like Disney should have just straight up bought the void mm-hmm. just for this Pandora thing. Because the whole thing about Pandora is you are a. A normal person immersed in this world. You, you as then an avatar. go into that little cryogenic like chamber thing, and then you become an avatar. Linked, yeah, you you like become linked, and it would be perfect. And so that is what they could have done with this. Was like you put on all of the stuff. The storyline just makes sense. And then it's like you like go to sleep, and then you become an avatar. It just makes sense. Um, now, like how you get so many people go- going through this process. Like it took us. A long time with, with cleaning the VR headsets and getting everyone strapped in. I know, f- like it was a, kind of a long uh, process. Like a mass ride would take forever, but hopefully they do Pandora. I hear that that they are working on other Star Wars stories. Um, it's great for Star Wars too. But, I'm trying to think of what other like Marvel stuff. I guess yeah, Marvel. Well, from like what I heard, that it's really hard doing VR with human faces, and so that's why the stormtroopers worked out because it's not showing our our actual faces. So like pan, so like avatar is, is like a cartoon face or if we were Marvel and we were Iron Man or like being something that has a mask on, that is why ghostbusters worked out. Mm -hmm. Um, so these different things. So yeah. So what if we were like monsters Inc and we were those people (gasps) in like the full suits trying trying to to like get kids. Um, or yeah. So, um, there are a lot of different things. I'm very excited. I do think that in the next five years or so, there will be the void is going to take off um, and it's going to be great. I highly recommend it. It was just so interesting, too, that, that it's like this outside company. 
that's in Disney Springs. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I just had never heard of them before. Didn't really know it existed, but it sounds like they are on like the cutting edge of like VR yeah, entertainment. Yeah. This is what Disney Quest should have ended yes. up being. Yes. Um, I went to to Disney Quest one time as like twelve years old, and I loved it. But obviously, it doesn't exist anymore because they never improved their technology. Yeah. This is what Disney Quest should have been. Yeah. So I am excited. So, yeah. So we did that. We then went to some different stores. Uniqlo. We had never been there before. Like it Forever 21 or H&M. Um, they have so much clothes and they have a really dope, like, Disney line. And we definitely yeah. bought, like, for, three or four things. For cheap. Like, the shirts are Super very cheap. cheap. Um, I, I actually got this l- legit cool jacket. Very cool. We each got some T-shirts. Loved it. Um, we looked at World on Disney, got some of our souvenirs, like uh, we wanted a certain coffee mug. Yeah, where and is that coffee mug? <laughs> we just haven't unpacked it oh, yet. Oh, weird. Coffee mug and an ornament. We always get an ornament every yeah. time. Um, and then you got your cool jersey shirt, which is really neat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you, if you are an annual pass holder, you get a discount. So Hunter helped us out with getting a discount. 20% which was super, off discount. Which is super sweet of him. Um, so we got a few things there. Love World of Disney. We also got some poutine. Yes, there is a daily poutine, um, carts or like freestanding thing right next to World of Disney where they have like three or four different types of poutine, which if you don't know, it's a Canadian, um, uh, like very common, type of cuisine in Canada where it's like it is a weird word all of you people giggling right now french fries with um brown gravy and cheese curds like cheddar cheese curds sounds weird sounds very it was very good I was delicious I have been like too scared to try it before but I was glad we tried it they also they have a few different varieties there so it was very good um kind of like a little lunch snack for us and then we were headed to we basically had three or four hour, yeah. hours left, so we did go we to, Magical to Magical Kingdom, Kingdom just to finish out our trip. To just the rest of my family out. did something else. I think they were going back to Animal Kingdom. Yeah, pretty sure. So we got a Dole Whip. We were able to get the Dole Whip on the My Disney Experience app. So they so Disney started doing things whenever so for select quick service places you can order a your, lot of places your food, have it actually. You then it it then charges your credit card and then it'll notify you whenever it's ready and you just go. Straight up to the counter and get your and food. Pick it up because this line for Dole Up it's always so long. It's, now that it's, it's gotten at least popular, twenty minutes. We were just waiting. We're like, wait, let's try this instead. It was so fast. It was totally worth Got it. Got it in four minutes. Um, Dole Ups are delicious. We've talked about them before. Number one favorite snack. I don't know why we waited that long on our trip to get it, but it was so refreshing. It was kind of hot by that time. It was so good. We loved it. Um, I think after that we did the Tiki Room, which we hadn't done yet. Always a classic, super fun to sing along to and just like sit down and like enjoy it, which was really good. Um, we also did the Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise because so, yeah. my friend Kelsey works there, or she is one of she is one of the skippers. We had a fast pass, and then we realized too late that we it didn't doesn't matter. We can just skip one. this whole thing anyway. It's- we. It took a while for us to meet up with Kelsey, but we finally did. Yeah. We waited to ride on her boat, basically, so we could see her in action being a skipper, and she did a fabulous job. She was amazing. She was so funny. So it was, so yeah, so it was pretty great because the head skipper, I, I guess, cast cast member person, we just walked up to that person that said, hey, we know Kelsey. Yeah, Kelsey, we went right on her boat. Said, yeah, she told us, just wait right here. So we got, so, so we got to skip the whole line, mm-hmm. and then we- We just, had never known a cast member before, so we didn't really know how it worked. And um, so- so we were able to get onto the boat before everybody else sat right Sitting up next front. To Kelsey. We then 
the boat goes up, er- everyone else gets on. I posted some a pictures of picture. and yeah, and like videos of it's her fun. being super funny. Yeah, I am not lying. She was seriously the best skipper I have ever she's very good. had on the Jungle Cruise. She was very very All funny. All her jokes were great. Yeah, yeah she's she was very funny. Um, so that was really fun. To and get it to made see it that. way cooler because we knew somebody. We knew her. Who did that? And yeah, so that ride, like if I had to make a top five list of rides that I wanted to work at, that w- would be one of them because I like being funny and I like making jokes. And the ride experience depends so much on the cast yes, member and yes. on the skipper. And, uh-huh. and I like that. It's not like it's a small world where people are going to enjoy it, whether or not I am good at getting people onto the boat. So the skipper one was great. And Kelsey seriously rocked it like. I would never be as funny as she was. Yeah. So throughout this day, also one of Michael's main goals was to take his Tsum Tsum pictures for Tsum Tsum Tuesdays. Yes. So we had gotten, right when we actually got to the park, we knew where there was a spot to buy Tsum Tsums in the park. It's not at like the main shop on Main Street. It's actually right when you enter to the right where you can meet um, Mickey Mouse and I think Tinkerbell. Or maybe they have Mickey and Minnie there at sometimes. But anyway, it's like a character meet and greet spot. And they have this random gift shop, like basically where you exit from the characters. We had never been there before. Um, we didn't even know this gift shop existed. But Super we go random. there and they did, they did have a bit, the, same, pr- the same selection of Zoom Zooms that they had at every other spot. Yeah. But we ended up getting the ones that we wanted. So we got to have fun and like take some more Zoom Zoom pictures. So I have like 25 pictures. So uh, for the next 25 Tuesdays, get ready for Zoom Zoom Tuesdays. <laughs> Um, we, fi- we also finally got some more like snacks that we wanted. We headed over to Tomorrowland after Jungle Cruise to do our Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin Fast Pass. And I beat Zara. You beat me. I'm horrible at that game. I don't, I don't understand how the whole laser thing works and where to shoot my gun. The it's Disneyland just so hard. Astro Orbiter is better because, it was hard. because the gun isn't mounted to the ship. Yes. So you have better aim. Yes. Um, I wish that they did that. It was, it's just hard. I don't know. I'm not, I'm just not good at it. Also at Hong Kong Disney, they are transforming Buzz Lightyear Astro Orbiter into Ant-Man and the Wasp. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. But Toy Story is my favorite Disney movie, so yeah. I really don't want them to take that away. Well, if, but with Toy Story matches, Land, I am okay with it. Yeah. Um, I mean, it matches the Tomorrowland theme with sure. like space and galaxy sure. and like a Marvel thing wouldn't really make sense there. But anyway. I don't know how it works in Hong Kong Disney, like if it's in like a Tomorrowland sort of thing. Well, but. yeah, no, there's more of like a Marvel experience okay, there, cool. so that's why. I got, uh, I finally got a Joffrey's coffee, some a delicious iced coffee. It was like an Irish Jeffries. cream one. Jeffrey's. We got some Jeffrey's coffee. Um, that was delicious. Just kidding. We know it's Joffrey's. We know it's it's just an inside joke. We walked around some more. Um, we finally got kind of like a late lunch, a spicy chicken waffle sandwich from Sleepy Hollow. Which so was good. Super good. Delicious. We highly recommend it. Um, like a delicious, huge, fluffy waffle with chicken and like this like kind of coleslaw type stuff. But it tastes all really good together. It's so weird, but it tastes great. That's one of the best like hidden gym like snacks or lunch foods that you can get. We love that. And then we left. We left. I grabbed a cookie on the way out from the bakery because you got to get a little sweet treat. And we said our goodbyes as we walked out. It was so sad. but It, it was so sad. We had to hop, catch a monorail back to the Polynesian because that's where our car was parked. Um, we had a little snafu. We had to walk from the TTC to the Polynesian, but it's a very short walk. It was fine. Um, did we ride Peter Pan this day too? We did. I totally forgot. Oh, we my had a, gosh. We had a fast pass for it, I guess. We did. So Peter Pan was the last 
ride attraction that, that we did that before we left. We did. And it was the funniest story. Goodness gracious. Great story. So we get on. Everything's fine. Right as you are in your little boat leaving the ride, you see that mural of like Peter Pan. And so right as you're turning that corner, the ship in front of us, what happened, Michael? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So as we were, as the ride was ending, I noticed that this lady was on her phone. Right in front of us. And I'm like, lady, why are you on the phone? The the ride's not even over yet. But oh, well. So we are, the ride continues for like 10, for like 10 more seconds. She is, they are about to get off of. On the conveyor belt. uh, Off of the ride. They haven't exited yet. They have not exited. And the lady somehow fumbles and drops her phone. It was like a slow-mo thing where we just see her like, she drops her phone. And it slides from the ramp, and it goes underneath the ride track. Yeah. So immediately, yes. she reaches over. Like on the, she was on the left side, not on the conveyor belt side, but on the like the ride side. So immediately, she tries to she get her just phone. Like get out, like reach over while her the ship ride's is still moving, going. and her hand could have been chopped off. Yeah. The, so obviously, the cast members are very quick to be like, "Ma'am, no, you cannot exit, ma'am." Yeah, the cast members freaked out. They paused the whole ride. Yes. And they were like, ma'am, please just leave. We will try to get your phone. So so usually when a ride stops like that, like it stopped for us for a good long while during Haunted Mansion. And we were like in the graveyard scene. We're just like chilling. Like we're always wondering like what is going on to where they have to stop the ride for this long. Yeah. For a solid five minutes. A very long time. Very long time. And we had a front row seat to all of the, the lady terrible was action. Like right in front of us. Um, yeah, so it was really bad. So then people, so then basically Fix It Felix comes. Um, yeah, the cast member was like, I have to call my boss. And then the boss was like, I have to call this like repair dude guy sure. to come all from who knows where he was in the park. He had to walk all the way over there. And he had his little flashlight. He had, like, a little grabber tool. He tried all these different things to try to get it. We're like, no, no, it's more this way. We were, like, trying to help him. We're yeah. like, it's a little closer to us. So like, I 100% your hand down there. at this moment, I did pull out my phone. To and, get pictures and, and video. Taking pictures and recording what was happening. People uh, then started laughing at me so for even, having my phone out. But and then oh well. the, the ride car behind us was like, hey, guys, what's going on? You have a better vantage point than us. And we're, like, trying to explain so we to them, like, what them, is happening. Giving them the play-by-play. And not to be morbid, but if I was a cast member, I, I would be pretty scared about this because, like, there's all of these like stories about people who die at Disney or like get injured and most of them are cast members who are trying to like fix things like after hours or like do things and like the ride accidentally starts and they just don't know and they get injured and if I was this dude like this dude has his whole arm down the ride track and if and so they obviously have it turned off but if for some reason it hadn't like that would like freaked me out all in all they did not find her phone. They did not. And for they five were like, minutes. I'm so sorry. We cannot hold the ride like captive any longer. We have to start it again. And as far as we know, they never found her phone. And she, they were oh. just like, I'm sorry, ma'am. You're not getting it. So, Zara, you obviously have missed the end of this story. Well, sure. So, well, yeah. So then we leave. The, the lady's crying. I do feel bad for her, but she shouldn't that have bad. been on her I phone. I don't feel that bad. Then a few hours later, as we are finally actually like leaving, leaving, we are walking towards the Polynesian uh-huh. and right in front of us. The is same family. The same family, this lady. And they are just so yeah, walking right in front of us. And this lady is asking her son questions about what type of phone she should get, how expensive the phone is. She was so mad that they didn't just put orange cones up and <laughs> and like delay the kids ride uh. even longer so she could get her phone. And I'm like, lady, this is Disney World. 
there's a business. Don't be on your phone on rides or at least hold on to it. Um, so it was just super, super, super funny that we then see this lady again like three hours later. That was leaving it. Leaving the park. That wraps up our final day at Disney. That was it. Our three-part trip report is now finished. It is complete. And so now we will get to our marriage moment. So basically, this last weekend was Easter. So we hung out with our families. We did some family time with my family. And then right after Easter services, we drove up, I guess, down to Pearland in the Houston area to see Michael's family. And Michael's family has a big tradition. Tell them about this tradition, Michael. So we go to Astro's opening day every single year. So I am 26, about to be 27. So this was the 27th consecutive Astro's opening day that my family has been to. It is a big deal. Um, Even bigger deal is that it was also on Zara's birthday. Big deal. So so yesterday, Monday, um, was not only Astro's opening day, it was also Zara's birthday as she turned 27. So yes, I am married to an older woman. You that are. is correct by four months. Um, yeah. So so thankfully, this was Zara's what your fifth? I think it was my fifth. Astros opening day to I go know. to. I know. Um, part it, of the family. It was a big ordeal. The Astros obviously won the World Series last year. So we have been fans. My family has been fans since the very beginning. Yep. I am as big of an Astros fan as anybody that yes. you will will 100%. will meet. So this is. A huge deal for us, and this was like the biggest World Series we had ever been to, or sorry, um, opening day we had had ever been to. It, it was completely sold out, completely packed, um, so busy. We were thankful that we even got tickets because it was very hard to get tickets. Yeah, um, but it's just something that his family loves doing together. It's like and our one family one tradition. Thing, yeah, we packed everybody into a van. My parents, um, me, my two brothers, uh, two wives, and my brothers daughter lily in her car seat we had eight human beings in this van (laughs) it was quite squishy but it was fine Um, my brother and his wife chelsea are pregnant with another baby so next year i don't know what we're doing well i I guess just have to to take two cars but it's fun you know you eat stadium food and you watch a game and and it's just enjoyable and the astros won they did which is even better yes they did so that was our marriage moment so then what but yeah so then for your birthday since on i knew we would be in houston and while you have graciously and lovingly bought into the astros tradition baseball is not your favorite thing and so i felt guilty that on your birthday we were doing this so um, I did buy you tickets to the Waitress Musical. So that's a good transition to our next segment, Zero to Hero. Zero to Hero! Zero to Hero, your Zero to Hero, just like that. All right, so obviously my hero for the week is that we saw Waitress the Musical. I'm so glad that you like it. Um, I love it. I love musicals. Um, this one has been around since, since I think like 2016, and it was on Broadway with um, Sarah Bareilles writing all of the music and lyrics. Which is so wild to me. Yeah. So it obviously all has like her kind of um, senior songwriter style, but like it fits into the musical perfectly. Um, I actually love this movie. So this is a movie probably back from the 80s or early 90s. Um, with Nathan Fillion, a.k.a. Rick Castle from Castle. And um, I don't remember the Wait, actress's name. really? Yeah, he was the main guy, the doctor. Oh, wow. Um, oh, Carrie Russell. Carrie Russell is the main character. And I had no idea. It's just, I have i don't know 
how I got this movie, but I have it on DVD. I probably got it in high school, and I just love it. It's a super cute little story about a waitress who just, like, dreams a bigger life for herself, and is just stuck in this small town, and it's about her struggle, um, like, just going through life every day. And, yeah, obviously some things happen. And um, it's just a great story that is inspiring and the music's wonderful and the the acting was great and it was just a very cool experience one of the coolest parts about it that i didn't know was going to happen is that the band is live and on stage yeah like kind of they kind of like act a little bit um like they're you know hanging out in the diner or whatever um when they're not playing they kind of like walk back have a cup of coffee or whatever and that was really cool to see them on stage and see that see them playing their instruments and everything. So it's, I liked that a lot. Yeah, so I have always enjoyed musicals, but it's not something that became something that, that I do until I married you. Mm-hmm. And so I had never um, seen this musical, had no idea I- anything about it. Yeah. It was extremely funny. Yes, it very funny. It was very, funny. very good. It was raunchier than other musicals that yeah, I've been to. a little bit. Um, just like, you know, there was like some cussing and definitely some sexual innuendo stuff. Um, but it, it was funny. It was like the funniest musical yeah. I think I've ever seen, maybe. I don't know. There were just like some some characters that were hysterical. Yeah. And, and I loved it. I didn't really know that a musical based around a woman who works at this pie shop and bakes pies and has an abusive husband, how that would be a good engaging musical but it was great and very Mm -hmm. funny yeah so that was it all right and then my hero for this week is just that uh baseball season has started everything is right with the world whenever (laughs) baseball is on tv i love the astros i just love baseball i love going to games um as much as i love basketball and as much as i love the rockets who are the number one seed in the west right now ahead of the warriors just seem to give that a little shout out um, baseball is my favorite time of the year. So I was so glad that we were able to go to opening day and that the Astros are going to probably um, be in the World Series running yet again for two Fingers years in crossed. a row. Fingers, Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. All right, Zara, do you have a zero for this week? I actually do. I was just thinking about it, and it was something that I read this morning, and it made not me terribly depressed, but I was definitely sad about this. Yeah. And that would be that Channing Tatum and Jenna Dewan Tatum have now Ooh. released a statement that they have broken up. I saw that. I don't know if that means they're getting a divorce. I don't think it specifically said the word divorce in it. But she, like, released a statement that it was very, like, lo- still, like, loving and amicable because they do have a four-year-old daughter together. But it was, like, with regret, we lovingly, you know, announced that we have decided to mutually split up. And... Our journeys are just taking us in different places. and da, 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 da. So, you know, to me, it led room for, like, they're going their separate ways for a time, but maybe in the future they'll get back together, which that would be great. Because they really are, like, Hollywood couple goals. Like, they have been for a long time. They met filming on the set of Step Up, which is definitely one of my favorite movies and yeah. was an amazing movie. Rachel Chanam didn't know how to dance at all, and he like still was amazing. And him and Jenna together were just so cute and adorable. And so, you know, I'm not really big into like Hollywood couples at all. And so this that I even liked them a little bit, I was still like kind of sad about it. So, 
Just goes to show sure. anyone in Hollywood, it just never lasts. I know. Sad. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love Channing Tatum. They are one of my favorite couples yeah. in Hollywood. Yeah. So it's very sad that they. Um, yeah, I know. It's kind, of, it's kind of a bummer. I'm sure being famous is very, very hard. And yeah. I'm sure it brings a whole load of. Thank God we're not famous. Different. Okay, well, <laughs> I would love to be famous. But but just like medium famous. Like yeah. being able to like do what I love doing without like it just totally radically being my identity and my life. Yeah. I mean, like if we were able to do podcasting or if I could be like a spoken word guy yeah. and that was our life and I could like bring home a e- enough money to who's just like live the off, Christian off. Fun, who's the christian funny guy who we like his videos john christ yeah you need to be like him famous oh well john christ is like way more famous or it's way more funny than me but yes being like his level of like not super famous but uh, like just like famous enough. sure yeah. yeah that would be gold yeah that's like it and i don't really have a zero for this week so i'm gonna throw out another hero and that is that me and zara before we left for houston saw this movie called game night it came out probably like six weeks ago it is a comedy it has jason bateman it has amy adams it has um jesse plemons it has winston from new girl it has the girl who was in the show called pitch that was about the first ever female pitcher in mlb it had a lot of different people in it um and normally I haven't seen very many good comedies. So yeah. I mean, like, rated R, just like, yeah, you know. This one was rated R, so yeah. I, was, I too, was kind of like, Ugh, do I need to see this? But other than, like, cussing, it didn't have anything bad in it at all. Like, no nudity, no nothing. So yeah. that was good. Yeah, no, it was great. Like, I used to love Step Brothers or Pineapple Express or, like, dumb movies like that. And I haven't found a good funny movie like that in a while. And Game Night was straight up very, 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 this very good. This was like we both laughed out loud. Yeah. Like, oh, it, it was so good. It also has Coach Eric Taylor from yes, Friday from Night, Night Lights. Lights. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the movie. Did you say Rachel McAdams too? Uh, I, I, I think I said Ab, Amy Adams. And Rachel I'm going to say McAdams. Rachel McAdams. She was the and main. And that's really awkward. The main character. Amy in Adams is not Rachel McAdams. Not I would the take same. Rachel McAdams 10 times over Amy Adams. Anyway, uh, just a very funny story uh, about this couple who loves playing games and how they go on this, like, ultimate crazy game experience yeah. and how they, like, get tricked. And it was just – had some plot twists in it that you yes. – some you didn't see coming, which was good. Well, Michael said he kind of did, but I didn't. Um, but Well, I, I saw some of the plot twists. Definitely not all of them, though. It was it funny. Very funny. It made us laugh out loud, and yeah. we really enjoyed and it. And, like, cussing wasn't over the top, so it is rated R, but, like, you don't need to, like, yeah. feel bad watching it, though. We really. we really liked it. Yeah, it was a genuinely funny movie. All right, well, that is all that we have that wraps up our trip report. Um, make sure to Instagram us, Facebook us. We actually have a huge announcement for the next episode that I am very, very excited for everybody to know. So make sure that y'all get ready for the next episode because it's a little bit of a game changer. It's very, very cool. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all that we got. Peace. Like Tarzan and Jane, girl, you'll be in my heart. I will fight Jafar with all the Robin Hood starts. Beat the crook, Captain Hook, and any evil that embarks. If baby starts to leave his mark, I'll send him to a pit so dark you can't see light. Oh, come here, my Snow White, to have a princess for a wife. Yeah, that'd be alright. Chilling up in the castle all day and night. Girl, you're in the middle of my circle of life.